Hello and welcome to A Joyful Journey podcast. We are the Nemechecks, and we are a passionate Catholic family rooted in truth and tradition. We invite you to join us as we seek the good and beautiful in our daily lives, as we build a natural and sustainable lifestyle, and cultivate a love of nature and a spirit of creativity and competition. Welcome back, everyone. There's a hint in that intro of what we're going to be talking about today. Rooted. <laughs> you picked up on it, too. I almost started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk a lot about roots, but before we do so... Let's root ourselves in prayer. <laughs> oh, no. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Come, Holy Ghost. Come into our hearts. Come into our minds. Prepare our hearts and minds, cultivate until, make them fertile ground for you, for the coming of our Lord into our hearts, that our barren ground may bear much fruit, blossoming into full bloom with the gifts and graces of our Lord. We ask this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Nomine Patris et Filia Spiritus Sancti. Amen. It's officially garden season, and we are so stoked. Technically, if we want to sound professional, gardening season never ends. Well, you're supposed to focus on the garden in the winter, preparing. Cultivating. Oh, okay. Who asked you? We're trying to sound professional. No, we're not. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. It's officially spring gardening season. Is but that a better? It's not even spring yet. <laughs> but it's the season. It's like you know pre-lent. It's... Okay. Anyway, it's like pre-spring gardening season. Basically, what we're trying to say is we started our first seed this past week. Some of them, not not a ton but just a few of them. And um, so that kind of kicks kickstarts the growing season for, for us here in Kansas. And that spurred on this idea of we need to talk about our garden because we've been talking about it so much and we are so excited. Um, but before we jump into our garden this year and our hopes and dreams and Let's talk a little bit about our gardening experience and growing up. Yeah, so for me, gardening was just basically a way of life. Um, throughout, my grandparents live on some pretty decent acreage and have turned a pretty decent chunk of that pretty decent acreage. <laughs> You're and in a funny mood tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they have what I call a big garden, um, and actually, like a couple garden, big gardens, um, and that was always something that we got to do as kids, was going out there and usually, in some shape or form, helping out in the garden, depending on where we were at in the season, doing different things, um, and so... Just being around that, that was a lot of fun, a lot of great experience. And then while we were, well, 
I guess my parents also always had a garden, and then I guess it was less fun to <laughs> help your parents versus mm-hmm. helping your grandparents. So we would help out, but not quite as much and not always as willingly, I guess. Mm-hmm. At your house. At yeah. our house. Yeah. But, like, still being around it, still seeing the benefits of having all that produce in your backyard. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite um, thing that you helped your grandparents with in their garden? Potato planting was always a big thing. Yeah, I don't know. What was your favorite thing that came out of their garden? Probably turnips. I know he's weird. Don't ask. I know you're asking right now, why did you marry him? Just, just... Just skip it. And that was always so fun when we'd go <laughs> pick turnips and then Grandpa would pull out his pocket knife and mm. peel one right there and we'd just eat it like an apple. I love it because you can just pick tomatoes off the vine. I mean anything. You can just pick off the vine and eat right there. It's wonderful. Or it doesn't necessarily have to be a vine. Anyway, for me growing up, kind of the same thing. It was just within the family my dad's mom, so my grandma, had also a massive garden. I think probably equatable to the size of your grandparents. Your yeah, and I don't remember now. It was just one big garden, and I remember as a kid it felt absolutely massive. And I know it was so much bigger than the garden that my parents had at home. Um, but I can't give you like how big exactly and she grew everything and honestly though I didn't really get to help or see that help with that garden or or see it a whole lot and then she also she did so much canning and pickling and making salsa and all sorts of stuff and she did farmers markets and that was her life I mean she lived in the garden and for the garden and I mean so much could be learned from her but Sad to say, at that time in my life, I was totally uninterested, for the most part, in gardening. To me, it was just a lot of work to pull and hoe all the weeds, and okra was a pain to pick, and beans you had to hunch down really low to the ground, and I, like, enjoyed it as I got older, but it wasn't something I would love that I have had at the time, but it was something that I grew up around. Yeah, favorite thing... produce out of the garden. I really liked fried okra. My other grandparents had a garden too, but I just, yeah, I wasn't really around that a lot. They had a, like, kind of a mini orchard, but it wasn't, yeah, I don't think it was as integral in my family. It was in yours. Very present and, like, really important to my grandparents. Didn't get to be as much of a part of it as, I think, looking back, I would have wished to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't even because we were less present with it, but my dad's mom was big in gardening. It was much smaller garden, but she was big in canning pickles, mm. and she had a red cinnamon pickle recipe that was prime. <laughs> um, I'll have to get that recipe. Yeah. I'll try it. I think we opened the last jar like a year or so that ago. That she had made. That she had made. <clears throat> so... Yeah. But yeah, so she was really into gardening. And then back to, I think the favorite thing was helping pick sweet corn at mm. 
my grandparents. Did you like shucking it? Didn't mind it. I just thought it was fun to pick it. Because mm -hmm. grandpa would practically like hand plant a couple acres worth of sweet corn. And mm -hmm. then we, we would all get to help pick. I think one of my, some favorite memories that are kind of floating through my mind right now, thinking about my childhood garden, because growing up we had it for several, several years, but then as I got older, it kind of just disappeared and they haven't really had a garden in several years. Um, but one of them is that my cousins were over and carrots were more or less ready to be picked. And so we literally like picked all the carrots and I'm pretty sure ate them all. They were just, <laughs> they were gone. Um, so it's just kind of a funny memory. Another one was it had rained so much. There were kind of little ditches made in the, in the garden, muddy ditches. And we, um, basically swam in the garden. Muddy swam, played in the garden. That was pretty fun. I was very, very little for that. Um, and then another was I hated bell peppers. Hated them. But I picked one out of the garden and it, and my, I think we were playing pretend like we were orphans. Um, my brothers and sisters and I, and we snuck into this person's garden and um, stole, <laughs> borrowed, stole a uh, bell pepper, broke it open with a stick, and I ate it and I thought it was delicious. Hmm. Um, I just liked finding the turtles and toads and snakes when we'd till up mm -hmm. the ground. Anyway, I don't know. moving on. Yeah, it was all fun. Oh, and the last one, though. Our chickens, the first year my family had chickens, they would just roam around our yard and in our garden, and they loved the corn, and they would literally hop and jump and try to grab the ears of corn, and it was the funniest thing. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But moving on, then when we got married, it was totally just a given. We were going to have a garden, and we didn't feel like we, like, pressured and like oh I guess we just have to have a garden we were so excited to start a garden yeah it was just basically written into the contract um. <laughs> <laughs> there was a tiny 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 garden raised bed garden here yeah and it we or I bought the house kind of at the end of summer before we got married and so there were like some leftover tomatoes in a like one tomato plant, one pepper plant, and like a cantaloupe plant in yeah. it with some mm -hmm. strawberries. It was quite the interesting jumble of garden, but that was kind of nice to have. We ended up, we inherited a few other strawberry plants from my grandparents and ended up making that into a strawberry patch. And then we took out a corner of our yard to make our garden. Yeah, so we've um, had two gardening seasons so far, both very different from each other. Our method is just tilling, and the first year was a lot of, I mean, it's just we've got a grassy backyard, so it was a lot of work to get all that grass. Not just any grass, but Bermuda grass. Bermuda grass, yes. And at that point, yeah, we were expecting Clement during that first yeah, so Taylor did most of that work. But it was a lot of work to try to keep the weeds and the grass at bay 
So kind of a lot of beginning work to get it going. Um, and we planted several different things, and the year honestly went so, so well. Yeah, it was like the biggest squash and zucchini plants and leaves that I'd ever seen. And I just... I couldn't keep up with the tomatoes. We don't, we didn't have very many plants. There were before. only like three four. or four plants, but I could. They were just, especially the the little cherry tomatoes. And I finally just got so pregnant, <laughs> and it got so hot that I just kind of had to let them, in the end, die. <laughs> um, but so that was an amazing year. And then this past spring and summer, we had a very different year. We couldn't get our squash or zucchini to grow. It, we didn't get anything, not a single, I mean, the plants wouldn't even grow past tiny little things. So that was kind of odd. We had so many cucumbers. It was the year of cucumbers for us. And that was, that was different. And I think the biggest difference between the years was being able to actually can and pickle this year. So then I wasn't, cucumbers aren't my favorite. I like them, but in moderation, so then being able to can them and make them into different kinds of pickles and stuff made a big difference. Yeah. Because I think at the first year, if we had that many cucumbers, they kind of... Right. We would have been knocking on neighbors' doors. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It just all kind of struggled. Potatoes and onions were small. Didn't get any carrots. We got like two dozen okra, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to, like, make two cans of pickled okra, and that's all we had. But our plants were massive. Mm -hmm. What was strange was we had so many more pollinators. Um, Yeah, Anna had planted a border of flowers around the garden. Which was my favorite part of new addition to the second year of garden. A ton of bees, and so it was like, this is going to be great, perfect, but just so hot and dry. and yeah. So then our tomatoes really struggled. They were still alive and growing, but no producing nothing. Or blooms would fall off or just wasn't even really any blooms at all until September. It was so crazy. So just a really odd year. Really what we got from the year was flowers and tomatoes and cucumbers. That was kind of our harvest last year, which was, which was fine. Um, but just I think we had higher expectations in, in other categories. Um, and I think something <clears throat> also new for that second year was the first year we planted some asparagus crowns. So we got a couple uh, spears of asparagus, but not much to to speak of. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our gardening experience here at the house. We've just torn up that corner of the yard and it's really tempting to just kind of do the whole yard (laughs) it keeps getting expanded little by little each year yeah i think a couple take big takeaways from those first two years were that every year is different and not to like just really bank on oh this went so well last year we're gonna have a ton of this again and probably also just like to never give up on the garden just to keep doing what you can and caring for it and you know the, the weather and the heat and different things are out of your control you could get tomatoes in November still you know <laughs> or um, 
you could get seeds that just don't germinate or don't do well, or you could have just a flourishing garden. So each year is going to be different. And that I think that's part of the fun of it. It's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of the parable and the gospels of like, uh, where it talks about like the man who like sows the seeds and, you know, like waters them, but then like goes to sleep and then like the seeds grow and he kind of is like, you know, just kind of wondering at like, what was it that made the seeds grow or like kind of pon- pondering like, that's kind of what our garden is, you know, we plant the seeds and then we water them, but like, it isn't us that make them grow. It, Mm. We we have a tiny bit of control, but so much is out of our control, and it's a beautiful thing to get to watch nature and God just work. It's, I mean, not magic, but it's magic, and something from such a tiny, tiny seed grown to something that is so nourishing and beautiful, and so, I mean, with those cucumbers even, they were um, volunteer, right? They're volunteer plants. We didn't even sow those seeds this past year. Um, And then we got an abundance of cucumbers. I think it's just mind-boggling, and it's just so fun to just think about and realize that we can do our piece and that we are needed, but that in the end we just have to leave it up to, to nature and to God. So we ready to talk about this year? So this year we have expanded again, added another like six, seven feet probably to our garden. Um, we had to restrain ourselves. <laughs> um, so we did that. I kind of tried a new technique in the expansion of like trying to c- kind of scrape off just the very top surface, get all the grass instead of just kind of like spading it in and then the grass staying alive and just coming up anyway we'll see how that works i got i was able to get it all tilled um tilling primarily just because we like spread compost over the garden so wanted to get that mixed in we were behind schedule on spreading the compost but hey we still got it in we sold some good compost, though. That's something new, too, this year is adding compost to our garden. And we have manure worms from his grandpa that have been busy at work throughout the last year. Um, it's probably about a year ago that we added that compost bin. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and we are tilling because and we know there's so many other techniques and ways to go about planting and cultivating a garden and raised beds and all sorts of other things here ways you can do that but tilling is what we grew up with and know and it's something that will we probably will reevaluate and learn more about the other methods whenever we get more land or get on a homestead but um for now this is working really well for us and it just is kind of just what we know and you have to pick pick and choose sometimes what new things you're trying to learn or have time for when you're busy tax accountant and have a 15 month old boy so we also rotated the rows um so that it's a little more north south um 
<laughs> this is something new uh, we're doing. So just kind of different direction of rows and kind of that'll switch up, switch up where all the vegetables are in the garden, um, which is they say is good for kind of changing what's where in the soil. Yeah, the soil. Pull, each plant pulls different nutrients. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so um, yeah, different direction of rows, and then we're also trying to be more intentional with companion growing. Um, it's kind of like putting together a puzzle because, so companion growing is you have all these different vegetables and there are certain vegetables or herbs or plants that you want to plant around them. And those plants that you plant around them deter pests or help them, um, have just better flavor and things like that. But there are certain vegetables and certain flowers or herbs that you don't want to plant around other certain vegetables. And so it was like, okay, you don't want to put onions and potatoes together, but, you know, onions and carrots like to be by each other. But then, you know, carrots and potatoes are fine next to you. Just different things. You kind of just have to really, it was fun, but also <laughs> kind of crazy to figure out a plan that would work for our garden with what we're all um, planting. So, I think I've got it figured out to where we've got things next to each other that will benefit each other and not um, harm each other. We're also kind of trying to narrow down what we focus in on growing. We tried last year to do some like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and cabbage and just thinking it'd be awesome if we could get them to work and we don't necessarily want to just like admit defeat because we got some really good plants. They just each, we tried both kind of an earlier and then kind of more in the cold season. And I think each time we just didn't catch him quite right. Mm -hmm. um, so at least we know that the plants can grow. Um, but we also want to just try to focus in on the things we use the most. Granted, broccoli would be up there, yeah. but something that we know is just a little more successful at least for now and then and gives higher yields right like from yields. a broccoli plant it gets pretty big and you get one head of broccoli and we we go through quite a bit of broccoli so so we have some other spaces that we might try to grow some but not like within our kind of primary garden space so really trying to focus in more on like the potatoes and onions and hopefully carrots if we can get a... We have not been successful growing carrots Which yet. is weird, but... Because it is weird because growing up, our carrots grew well. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, but I think mainly, yeah, garlic, onions, potatoes, tomatoes are the main big ones. And then all the other ones, you know, we're also planting, are also ones that we're really excited to have and help grow, like... Um, and one more trying new this year. So we did, we cut okra. Just realized it was kind of more of the novelty thing that we don't like eat a ton. And we like it, but it just... It's it, not it, it's essential. The, if, yeah, and if the timing's not right and you're just getting a few here and there, like it does go bad pretty quickly. So if I'm trying to like pickle or can it, we just opened up a can of one of like two cans of okra from this past year um and it was really yummy but just to have an, an enough to be able to can a bunch 
just, yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. So we cut okra, we cut broccoli, um, but something new or excited to try is the winter squashes. And I think some sweet potatoes. Don't forget the pumpkins. Oh, and pumpkins. Just everything. But <laughs> no, we eat a lot of sweet potatoes and we really like, we, we discovered we really like winter squashes. So those are kind of ones we're really wanting to try. Um, and something else. Yeah, I think those are the new ones. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, just garlic, tomatoes, potatoes, carrots, onions, different squashes, so zucchini and yellow squash, um, cucumbers. Asparagus. Asparagus. We're going to add more asparagus crowns, which I'm also really excited about because we love asparagus. But she's most excited about. What am I most excited about? Flowers. I am most excited about my flowers. They went over so, so well this past year, and they brought so much joy. One, because of just the the colors and watching the blooms, and you can – I planted the varieties of things, so, like, mainly Ozenia's Cosmos Marigolds, and all of the Zinnias and Cosmos especially, you cut them and they just grow more. And the more you cut, the more they grow. And so I just constantly had flower bouquets in the house of oranges and pinks and reds and whites and yellows. And it was just wonderful. But it also just brought so much more life, like visible life of, I mean, I guess the whole garden is living and growing. But like, I'm talking about butterflies and bees. And I hadn't seen some praying mantises. So many, yeah. Um, monarchs. And it was so cool. Swallowtails. I said that right. For some reason, I was thinking of a bird. Swallowtails. Oh, no. That was the other <laughs> bird. Um, and we grew some sunflowers, and I really loved those, too. Sadly, they don't regrow after you cut them. So, But um, this year, I'm really, really excited to add yeah, more Yeah, buckle varieties. up for the list of varieties hey that she's now. ready for now. Hey. So I'm adding echinacea. Um... I think it's kind of also known as like a cone flower, purple cone flower. So you would know it. You're like, echo what? But you would know what I'm talking about. And I'm adding it mainly for its medicinal properties more than how it looks, but it's also beautiful. Um, Echinacea calendula. Again, another fun name. It's bright orange and also for the medicinal properties and for its... Um, Benefits in just being like the companion planting piece. Um, let's see what else. So we've got the zinnias and marigolds. And, and oh, we've got some more varieties of sunflowers. And they're going to be everywhere. Um, also got some bachelor's button, bachelor buttons. Um, those are some cute little flowers. And lupine. So I was trying to kind of do... A little bit more of a variety so that my bouquets weren't just mainly zinnias. Um, and then Taylor just surprised me with some daffodil bulbs. So those might get somewhere around. They'll be somewhere. Beautiful. And then um, a lot of herbs. I'm also really excited about the herbs. Kind of for that companion gardening piece. But also you need so much dill and different stuff for canning and 
um, for cooking and an herb that I'm excited about because it you want it to flower and it's these cute adorable little flowers it's chamomile and so you can even make your own chamomile tea if if I get there but they're just these cute white flowers and I will stop talking because I could talk forever about flowers I think vegetable wise though I'm most excited Okay, I am excited for the asparagus. I'm excited to see how much it grows this year and how much we get from it. Um, but then I have to be really patient when we add more crowns because we can't get anything from those this year. Potatoes are just potatoes. Um, maybe the squashes, like the winter squash uh, and stuff. Yeah. And then also excited about the garlic because last year I learned that um, there's kind of two pieces to the garlic that is that usable and that you want to use so you've got the bulb underneath we also have the garlic scapes and you can pickle those you can cook them you can make pesto with them and that's just something like that opened up a whole new world that I didn't know existed but I think the garlic is exciting for another reason and Taylor's going to talk about that yeah I'm excited about the garlic because it's like the first thing in our own garden that we have taken the produce from the prior year to plant and Mm -hmm. make the produce for the current year or what we hope is the produce Mm -hmm. for the current year we planted 101 little cloves of garlic in october by we he means he did (laughs) i did um 101 little cloves from our last harvest and I just noticed the other day that they are starting to sprout. So that is really happy for me because I was a little worried since we had just used 101 of our cloves. Yeah. That was a lot of garlic if it didn't work out. So that was really exciting and just fun that it's kind of like tracking the generations of the garlic of the garlic like well because it's cool because it initially came from your grandparents grandparents. then the first year we it just didn't come up right or something missed it just didn't happen so then we're like well darn we don't have any garlic and we won't unless we get some from somewhere within the next year we didn't plant in the fall because we just weren't well we were having a baby and life was happening and the next spring here came up to beautiful rows of garlic. I think we've mentioned it before. So then we were able to harvest that garlic that we didn't think we were going to have. That was from his grandparents initially. And then we're still using it in our kitchen, but we also, he was able to take all of that garlic and plant more garlic. And I think garlic just must be really forgiving and really just grow pretty well, I guess. But that that is really exciting to have that come from our own harvest. Yeah, and then for most of the other seeds that we got, we found this really cool little Catholic family that runs a site called St. Clair Seeds in Wisconsin, I believe. Um, Yeah, we found that, and we're just pumped because they were all like heirloom seeds. And so we loaded up a nice big cart full, and... They're even in fun little baggies, like or little bags. Packets. Packets. Seed packets. The the packages that they come in are fun, cool. Mm-hmm. So I think that 
really kind of spurred the excitement yeah as well i think just being able to support a family owned business that's also just their values are in line with ours and in line with what they should be and just being from the u.s and it's not just a big producer just who knows where the seeds came from i think that was meaningful to us and you know in the realm of things maybe we didn't give them a lot of (laughs) of our money but every little bit is is helpful so I think we're excited to to kind of see how those work out versus going to Lowe's or whatever and just grabbing some seed packets and I mean that works um but yeah yeah I think lastly we're we'll see where this goes but really hoping so with our project that we had to do in our yard to um kind of try to fix our flooding the basement problem um one there's not a whole lot of grass left and two there's zero landscaping not that there really was in the first place there were little bits of pieces but it was pretty horrid so in those areas where there was that landscaping i'm hoping to kind of do little salad slash herb gardens. Um, Because in the end, after we talk about how much we're going to plant our big garden, I'm not sure how much of those herbs and things will kind of stick in there. So I've got two different spots that I'm hoping can be more flowers, um, because flowers need to be everywhere. And then also some medicinal and um, just kitchen herbs and Things like spinach. Oh, yeah. I forgot to talk about we were planting spinach and lettuce because they were in our salad garden. But spinach and lesson- lettuce will also be growing. So, in short, we are pumped. I'm really excited. And if you don't like the garden... You should try it. Shame on you. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up in prayer. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Our Lord, our King, and our God, all praise, all glory to you. As we prepare, as we enter into this season of preparation, and spiritually, and pre-Lent, and soon to be Lent, may you work in us, helping the spiritual roots to grow, preparing for that burst of green and growth and blossoms in our spiritual spring times. Recognizing that times of mundane, times of hardships and struggles, those are all preparations for great bursts of life, of joy, of celebration, of festival, May you work that in our hearts, tilling the ground, cultivating it, letting those roots grow. We ask this all in the name of Christ, our Lord. Amen. Nomine Patris, et Filia, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. We'll see you all next time. God bless. Bye.